next steps an integrated and progressive digitally enabled and modern HSE management system and tools that makes it easier for our people to do the right thing. Tell me, Chris, what's Sam really like to work with? Oh my God, he's murder. (laughs) (laughs) A fun fact about me, Pete, is that um, I'm an apiculturalist. What the hell does that mean, Chris? Well, um, I keep bees. Uh, I'm fascinated by bees. Uh, I really am. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first 2023 episode of Altrad Uncovered. I'm Pete Hughes, and as usual, I'll be your host for today. In this podcast, I'm joined by two guests, both with similar job roles, similar titles, and both of a similar age and stature. And it's rumoured that only their mothers can tell them apart. Yes, of course, it's Chris Abbey, Director of HSC Operational Delivery, and Simon Hopkins, Director of HSC strategic development welcome to the podcast guys and thanks ever so much for joining me today thanks pete for the invitation there <laughs> there's some poetic license there <laughs> i had a hard paper round, you know yeah i'll um take the age similarity thanks very much Peter. <laughs> as as i always say um we shouldn't let the truth spoil a good story okay let's get started then Simon, as it's your first appearance on the podcast, perhaps you could share a little bit about yourself for our listeners. Yeah, I'm Simon Hopkins. Um, I started my career as a craft apprentice with Babcock and Wilcock, as it was then. Mm -hmm. Fantastic time with many great memories. I then worked on many sites, major projects, moving into regional, national, uh, and then evolving into the safety leadership role I'm in now. I've been actually in safety and safety leadership for some 30 years. I did leave Babcock for a brief brief period, uh, but returned to the fold. It was a bit like uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. (laughs) You can check out, but you can never leave. In that time, um, I've worked in some 20 countries with uh, Babcock, Mm -hmm. and that's not bad for a young apprentice from, from Stockport. I'm married with two kids, kids. 31 and 37. In terms of interest, Pete, I, I do a lot of reading, especially historical-based books. I'm an avid Stockport County supporter and love travelling, especially in the VW campaign. Well, thanks, Simon. Um, gosh, so you worked in 20-odd countries, 30-odd years of safety. Um, I'm sure gathering plenty of experience along that journey. So what happened? I mean, Stockport County. Peter, Stockport County. Tough gig, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure it is. Okay, yeah, so thanks for that. Uh, now, Chris, turning to you, if I may. I appreciate I've asked you the same question the last time you were on the podcast, but uh, for our new listeners, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Thanks, Pete. Uh, great way to plug episode eight of the uh, podcast there. <laughs> yes, indeed. It's available on uh, both Google and Apple I'll, Podcasts. I'll get you some of them sent over, Simon, for Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, hi, Peter. I'm Chris Avi. I'm the HSE Operational Delivery Director for Altrad. I've been with Altrad since they acquired the Hertel uh, Group uh, in 2015 uh, and been in the industrial services sector for about uh, 15 years. Um, I've been involved in health and safety leadership um, for, for nearly 25 years now, um, and that's broad, uh, a broad range of uh, business sectors, pharmaceutical, oil and gas, chemical, nuclear, uh, I've been privileged to work all over the world with this uh, with this gig, so I've met a lot of varied and interesting people along the way, and uh, certainly that continues with the acquisition of uh, Altrad Babcock. Some really good people that we've met so far. Fantastic. Well, well, thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. Um, so now that the listeners know a little bit more about you both, and let's hope they're still tuned in, um, let's move our attention to what you do in Altrad. Um, as I alluded to earlier, similar titles, but clearly very different roles. How does that all really work? Well, Peter, my role in, in Altrad now is, is about looking forward, and looking at where we want to be and making plans, and providing the tools and systems to ensure we get there. Um, importantly, it's not just measuring the absence of negatives, but also focusing on the positive capacities and replicating those across the business. Because trust me, we do some really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Chris will focus on day-to-day -day delivery and operational performance, while I will focus on developing our strategic approach to building the infrastructure to enable that continued success. Hope that made sense, Peter. It certainly did. Certainly did. Thanks, Simon. And uh, Chris? Yeah, Simon illustrated there. He'll focus on the architecture of the uh, HSE management system and the construction of the toolkit that we can all utilize to uh, continually improve our performance. I'll concentrate on the operational element of HSE, focusing on the occupational health and well-being, the risk management, uh, sustainability, and safety assurance for the organization, uh, essentially being that go-to guy for the operational delivery teams. Okay. Well, th thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. And... Um I guess you've set me up quite nicely for my uh, for my next question. Tell me, Chris, what's Simon really like to work with? Oh my God, he's murder! <laughs> oh, but it's, uh, Thank it's you. every day. It's, uh, <laughs> no, honestly, um, in all seriousness, I've known Simon a few years. We've uh, we've known each other within the industry, um, uh, and we've come together on various projects over the years. He's uh, He's a, you know, I say this, he's probably, he's, the check's in the post apparently, but he's a really good guy actually. <laughs> um, we both, I think with our personalities and our life experience particularly, we complement our approach. And, and I think, uh, you know, I'm really excited with forging that uh, relationship even even firmer as we go forward and making this, uh, this, this project that we're working on an absolute resounding success. Okay, thanks Chris. And, and uh, over to you, Simon. Yeah, thanks Chris. Um, I've known Chris for a number of years. Uh, I've worked closely with him on some major projects, including our MEH Alliance, HPC. Um, we've become friends, dare I say it. Uh, until his description exactly. just previously, right? Yeah. It's with love and affection, Simon. <laughs> Chris is a straight-talking person, uh, and we share uh, uh, the same humour and, and realism. Uh, Chris also has... Uh, real safety values and, and genuinely cares for people. I like that and I, and I believe that's something we can build on uh, going forward. 
Yeah, well, uh, really great to hear you've got a, a great working relationship. And I guess that's so important because, you know, there really isn't anything more important than keeping our people safe and out of harm's way. Um, so on that note, and whilst you have the ear of all our listeners, if you could encourage them to focus on just three things during 2023, what would they be? Yeah, I think number one for me, Peter, is <clears throat> let's never forget that we work in a safety-critical industry. And safety is our license to operate. Our employees, our clients, and their families expect us to live and breathe our safety values every day without compromise. Secondly, as we grow, which we surely are, we will bring a lot of new people into the company, especially younger people. What I request is just put your arm around them and coach and guide them on safety every step of the way. These people are our future and we cannot rest on our past successful safety performance. We have to keep moving and improving. And lastly, uh, for me, um, and it's a good time of the year to talk about this, Whilst we concentrate on industrial safety, please keep health and well-being to the fore. Mental health, especially amongst men, is a significant concern in our sector. Please encourage people to talk about mental health. Just start the conversation. Yeah, th no, thanks, Simon. I really appreciate that and some, some strong messages there. Um, and Chris, the same question to you. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, I, I think just picking up on Simon's last point there my, my, leads into one of my focus areas, really, that I'd like people to really think about. And I suppose if you're a supervisor or manager, you know, charged with uh, setting our people to work, is ensure that the, you've, these people are the right people with the right skills, knowledge, experience, and attitude to do the job. You know, as we found uh, over the years, you know, we, we perhaps. Uh, failed on that duty in some areas having the right people doing the right job at the right time uh, but on the same token i would ask anybody that uh, is being set to work is is challenge that documentation that paperwork make sure it's fit for fit for purpose and it's in in line with the task and your expectations uh, i suppose with that is uh, i'd ask anybody never devalue your signature you know always take time to read and understand that permit or that job safety pack because uh, that, that's really important. And I suppose Simon and I, when we reflect on our previous performance here, you know, that uh, administrative control with the right people having the right information at the right time is actually the nucleus of everything that we're trying to do. And I suppose leading into something that always gets overlooked, we say this, but does, is it really embedded? In this? And is that for everybody in the organization to use their stop work authority? You know, it's a case of if something doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right, then the chances are it's not right. And, and the world won't stop spinning if, if anybody listening to this stops the job to seek guidance or advice if they're not sure. Sometimes we're guilty of progressing the job and just getting it done at all costs. Um, and sometimes we fall foul of that by just assuming and becoming overconfident that we know what we're doing. So use that stop work authority of, of the document pack the working environment and doesn't look right doesn't feel right then we'd, we'd ask people to stop and i suppose finally is, is everything that we're trying to do simon and i is is, is bring the humility and make safety personal for people 
You know, we all have a collective responsibility to watch out for one another. But it's much more than that. In this company, we have colleagues, we have friends. There are family members that work within. I would encourage anybody, if you see an unsafe act or an unsafe condition, get involved, intervene. You never know, that intervention might just prevent any loss, damage or personal injury. Well, th- thanks, Chris, and, uh, and thanks to you both, actually. Some really thought-provoking messages in there. Um, a lot for us all to think about, for sure, so thank you. What should we be expecting to see from the HSE team during the rest of this year? Yeah, I think the highlights for me is the, the next steps, really, a couple of highlights, is an integrated and progressive, digitally-enabled and, and modern HSE management system and tools that makes it easier for our people to do the right thing. We're looking for a single behaviours-based continual improvement programme. We will use and promote to drive a, a robust and embedded culture that promotes interdependent thinking across the business within every team and every employee. And it's, it's about bringing our human performance capabilities to life. Um, Essentially, one brand, one identity on safety, and our HSE values that are not just slogans, but are reality. Okay, thanks. And uh, same question to you, Chris. Yeah, as Simon alluded to there, there's there's a big chunk of work to go out, but I suppose for the first part of the year, We'll be uh, reviewing, comparing, harmonizing, and socializing the various procedures um, with the priority being placed on these areas um, risk management, the set to work piece, incident management, occupational health and well being, and environment, social governance. Um, Simon and I have identified there would be the top ticket items to get harmonized, to get aligned, so we can uh, then focus on the, uh, on the wider projects. Absolutely. Well, There's certainly a lot to come during 2023, which is great. Well, guys, I'm not sure where the time has got to, but as we're rapidly heading towards the end of our time today, let me end things with a more abstract question to you both. So picture the scene. You've reached the end of your safety careers, and you're about to attend all those lavish retirement parties held in your honour. Um, looking back on your impact at HSE, what would you most like to be remembered for? Well, Pete, I've still got some years left in me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't really mention some of the some of the things on a bit on a professional <laughs> business podcast. But, I'm, I'm uh, sure that's the truth. Yes, <laughs> but in, but in all seriousness, uh, I'd like to be remembered for for being that guy that's always pragmatic, uh, bringing. Uh, sensible risk management solutions to the organization without the need of the heavy uh, bureaucratic burden that sometimes this uh, this profession of ours that, that gets attached to um building resilience within the organization when it comes to uh, disaster recovery and emergency preparedness um i i live i live by a motto and uh, you'll hear it more this year in 2023 is you know don't trust it test it uh, in anything that we do Okay, thank, thanks, Chris. That, that, that was great. And Simon, what about you? Yeah, um, other than my charm and charisma, Peter. I mean, <laughs> really? really? <laughs> is, there, is there something wrong with the microphone there? Testing, testing. <laughs> um, a, a couple of 
notes here. I mean, for making a personal difference, really, and I mean that. And one thing for me is showing our younger people what getting an apprenticeship in our industry can lead to uh, if if you just go for it. I, I sometimes pinch myself as, as to where I am now and mm-hmm. when I started that first day on Birmingham New Street Station. Um, also for helping demystify safety and making it easier for people to do the right thing. Um, but finally, Pete, I mean, it's not about me. Um, I'd prefer to be remembered for the fantastic teams I've been a part of and the brilliant people that I've led. I mean, without them, my career as a safety guy uh, would just not have been the same. So hats off to them. Yeah, thank you, Simon. I appreciate that. And, and thanks to you both, actually, for answering that somewhat tricky question in such a, such a meaningful manner. And what legacies to leave, huh? Definitely. So just one final question, as uh, if I may, as I'm sure the listeners would be pleased to get to know you just a little bit better. So perhaps you could share with them something about your life outside Eltrad, perhaps even an unusual fact that not many people might know about you. Oh, I'll kick off. I suppose uh, a fun fact about me, Pete, is that um, I'm an apiculturalist. Um, yeah, easy, <laughs> easy, for me, easy, easy for me to say, yeah. <laughs> what the hell does that mean, Chris? Well, um, I keep bees. Uh, I'm fascinated by bees. Uh, I really am. Uh, we need them. We rely on them. And we depend on them for so much. And, uh, you know, I have a colony of about uh, 30,000 bees. Oh. Um, uh, and I, I honestly... When I see them in action, collecting the collecting the pollen, converting that to honey, I find absolutely mesmerising. There's, I suppose, I utilise them as well for my mental health and well-being. It's a great way just to go and watch and analyse these things uh, to decompress. So, yep, that, that's me. Wow, uh, you've kept that a, a secret, Chris. Um, you know, I, I've got this image of you in a, in a, in a white beekeeper's suit walking around the garden. I mean. Does that frighten the neighbours at all? Uh, no comment, Peter. <laughs> uh, they're, they're fairly used to it now. <laughs> okay, well, what about you, Simon? You did promise me some honey. <laughs> oh, you keep bringing that up every time. <laughs> Simon, it's in the post. Yeah, uh, Peter, other than having an attic space at home that's a full-size Hornby double uh, O gauge railway layout, um, for those who know me, um, they know I have a real love for music especially uh, David Bowie. An unusual fact for me is that I'm named on the sleeve notes of a Bowie album with my twin brother, and um, I'll let the listeners themselves look that up and, and do the research. But Spaceman? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick. <laughs> I see what you did there, Chris. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. Um, Okay, and you've certainly both broken that mould of the uh, stereotypical safety professional, so thank you. Now, I really can't believe how quickly the time has gone, but unfortunately we've now reached the end of our time today. So I'd like to thank you both for the insights that you've given us. I really appreciate you taking the time out to come and join me. You've been outstanding guests. Thanks, Pete. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Well, that's it for today. So all that remains is for me to thank the listeners for their time and please do continue to send in your suggestions for future guests to 
altrad.uncovered at altrad.com. Thanks for listening.